Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So a lot going to make me put some guns in the car. Bacon on your brekkie, yo, it's too techy. And even if I'm Real soon. Plenty. Empty. You think the four five kids if you're hench, nigga? You better sit right there on the bench. My niggas, and he's done ever since. Where are the stench? Find him. Elbows the I'm a bookie nigga, I might just pop around a tree. No, 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 no,
pop round the seat. I'm a bookie nigga, make this pop out the tree. You wanna buy me? Niggas better talk when you hear the shots bang and say it's busy. But it's just the first part I'm in love with right now. Hey, I'll get to the second hard. part soon. He's cold, bro. And there's a verse here. Do the next thing. He's got. I didn't. I didn't. I'll get to it later. Okay. There's a verse he dropped for the boost. Let's go. Okay. He went. You know me too. Come and collect trust. Niggas wanna see me flop. I can't run my fold when the beef gets hectic. Yeah. Get blacked out and grip running from tops of the slum. No dad and just mum. Growing up struggling for dough was no fun. That's why I had to hit O with a O and stay there for weeks until the whole pack was done. Started with a half of each. I can't lie, it went slow at first. I was walking with that parcel cheap. He's cold, isn't it? Back up on me. You called, did it? I'm saying you weren't chatting about me. If you hear his verse on um, you know Wax like? On Wax Off, uh-huh. oh, his storytelling ability is, it is so good. I love it when, do you know what it is, yeah? I love I love it when you're when they're believable as well. Yeah. I believe him. Fully. Yeah. Bam, I just believe him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe him, bro. It's the attention to detail. See, in that yeah. Billy Duppy, yeah? When he talks him. about robbing the crops and then going to the window and yeah. open it and it's like, oh, let me come back in two weeks and now, fam, it's yeah, not cold. Man. ASOS code. That's what that's a, that's what I like. Painting the picture, painting the picture, and usually you know what you find that rappers yeah the um, certain rappers that can do that actually that's not they like they're not believable. Before but we continue, they know how to do it though. Before we continue, was there a memo or something? Was that what you mean? All in black, all in hoodies. Oh, Me yeah, and Chuck, no, if you've got the same trainers, this stinks. Oh yeah, shit, fucking neck. Back but, to ASOS because but yeah, no, nah, like he there's certain rappers here that like. <laughs> They can articulate it, they can story tell and whatnot, but I just don't believe you though. It feels like someone else has told you the story. I don't feel yeah. like you was there. Oh no, you're living someone else's life though. And obviously I'm not trying to incriminate man and that, but it's like, <laughs> I just believe, I just believe him in it. I just believe him and I, li- and I like that aspect of it. But I guess like, cause I was just looking at, he's done a fire in the booth seven years ago, yeah? He's been out for a, a while. Like he's been outside for a minute. What has stopped him from, like, why is he not reaping the fruits of what's happening with road rap right now? 
I think he went prison. I don't know. Oh, because there's a part where he's not done anything for time. And then he's... And he does say in one tune, I've been jail three times for that strap stuff and wax on, wax off. So okay. I imagine prison may have sort of halted. But in a, this is what's crazy, you know, with road rap. In order for you to become extremely convincing and have that conviction when you speak, you have to kind of live the life. So all of them prison visits that he'd made and people might go this, that and the other, that's kind of built his character today because when I look at his old stuff in comparison to now, he's Right, I'm not saying he wasn't cold back in the day. He was. There was little things. There's a track he done four or five years ago where he does a shout out to Giggs that one day we're gonna have a tune, and him and Giggs got a tune. So I like the fact there's like things in there's elements yeah, yeah. in the past I like, but today, brother, he is so greasy. It's unbelievable, and that's what I think I like about it: the conviction in the grease. You made a very interesting point. You see, when you are living a certain lifestyle, yeah. For whatever reason that may be, you've been living this type of lifestyle, yeah? But you do have a talent. You've got an ability. There's always the, that gray area because you can't just, okay, boom, like I, le- I live this. I'm going to be a rapper today. So everything's going to stop and I'm just going to do this. Because money I for mech. Because money I for mech. So it's like, there's, there's a, it's like finding a sweet spot between raw, like, he's able to articulate or a certain type of rapper is able to articulate a certain lifestyle that they lived uh-huh. but you can't just leave immediately because well I got I got I got a family to provide so what do I do and, and then and then what happens is in that great area that's how man end up going back to jail 100% and then it becomes tough because it's like right you know what all right cool I'm going to come out and then fucking I'm going to build my money back up again get back into the studio, do this, that, and the fourth and whatnot. And then in, in the process, back in jail again. But usually what happens is with some artists is that maybe it's the first time, maybe it's the second time, maybe it's the third time, yeah. but there's a time where they go in and they say, I ain't there. I'm not going in jail again. I'm uh, done now. I'm done I'm now. Done I'm now. done. And I, do you know who I sensed that with? <laughs> Potter Paper. Yeah, I remember when um, Potter had come out of jail for the however, meant, however the fifth time or whatever. Okay. And then um, I remember at the time, like when he's come out of jail, obviously the man them have done the whole thing. Boom, he's come out. Boom, champagne, blah, 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 whatever. And then he went straight back in. Did He did training day. Yeah. Training day three. And then I did the pod with him at JD. Yeah. And when we sat, it was one of my favourite conversations I've had with an artist, period. Reason being, yeah, I sat opposite him and we're talking and we're like going through some stuff and whatnot. And I knew straight away He's in a different place now. Like, he's not trying to go back now. Do you get he, what I'm saying? There's a quote he, he said on it. I think I saved it. Potter's very intelligent. What, like, really intelligent. The way he spoke to you, there was something he said. And even you was taken back like, raw. I need to find it. It was doing was the rounds on... Um, I was quoting, quoting lyrics back to him in that. It, you was quoting lyrics back to him? Yeah, yeah. There was, he said something. I can't... Flipping ass. There's no point in me saying he said something. I even flipping well know. But I know it was doing the rounds on TikTok and Instagram and all of that. And I was right. like, yo. So yeah, my <coughs> man's... Yeah, he's cold, bro. But he's cold. While you're finding that. Yeah, like I... I just like... I knew... I got that feeling from him, from him where he felt like, yeah, like this ain't... Like, I can't... I can't be back in there again. But also I think as well is that maybe he's... Maybe he actually saw the vision more this time. I hear you. Maybe he saw it more. Before you're doing it because you're good and like man around and, and also I think like a lot of rappers do it because they think everyone else is shit. It's like right you look you man are shit and you man didn't live this so I'm doing it. 
more so than you know what I could actually make a full career out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's the it's the like we're just they're young people, man. Like and they make money a particular way. And you know what? It may not be to and it people's liking new. and all of it's that, still, but it's still it's still new. Yeah, exactly. And any other job in life, if you start in one place and you want to transcend to another job, you can't just drop everything. Like if you're a teacher making sixty grand a year and you start writing music, teachers don't make you can't just. That. Oh, okay, it's terrible. For real, teachers are making like what? There's like 20, 30? 30, yeah, twenty late late twenties. Apologies, anyway, teachers. Sorry. I don't want you to kill me. But if you're on thirty bags a year and then you start doing this music thing. The start of it, you don't make money like that. You're not making your 30 bags a year at the start. So you have to sort of find that easy way out. Now, I don't know what it, the equivalent is in road, but I don't imagine you can just get a record deal and say, Megan, you can't just go rent out Megan. No, nah, but enough of them don't even get the record deal. Hey. <laughs> but you know what? Nah, nothing in the living get that comes sometimes that comes mad late, bro. But <laughs> Do you but, know what I'm saying? But even the finance, not even the record deal, just the money that you be making, like in order for you to get to that point where you can be a nines or even be a potter, it's a long it's a long way. Why can't we just I'm not saying I'm condoning the thing, but nah. I like Top Boy. That's all nah, I'm gonna keep do you saying. Know what it is? I'm I'm understanding of the one foot in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so understanding of that. Yeah. Because it's difficult. It's so difficult. If you've been for years as well, yeah, just been making money a certain type of way, yeah. and you do have a talent, which is rapping, yeah. or even just like, I don't know, managing someone. It doesn't even have to be that. It could yeah. just be like you found someone that you like, like, a man, like an artist that you like or whatever, you want to manage that person. Of course, like you're trying to find an escape route. You're trying to find a way to get out however you can, but it doesn't, you can't, it's so difficult to just say, do you know what, today, all right, here's my line. I'm gonna give my line. I'm gonna diss that and forth and whatever. And today I'm gonna just do this. Do you know how difficult that is for man to do? I can't imagine. So I don't know, but I imagine like that is the one of the most. Cause it's not I'm like- I'm not saying it's true... right. But I'm Never just, am I. I'm, I'm but... understanding of the one foot in. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah, let's have it right. Cause we go to educate ourselves at the end of the day to go and get a job to make some money. And these people just found an alternative route. There's no YouTube tutorials for it, nothing. nothing. I kind of rate them for even finding the ability to go in between the cracks and mm. find money and still be a success at the end of it. Like, I don't even look down at it. I kind of look like, whoa, that's a mad thing what you've done. What? You was on the streets doing that and no one could see and you made your mo- yeah. And now you've transcended out of it and you're doing that. Fredo, rude boy, congratulations. I like that. And there's so many other examples we can go on to say. Gigs, all of these guys. So yeah, yeah. I never even, I don't like when people look down on it or say anything no exactly but I also feel sometimes I sympathise for the Don who is like planning his escape route and then just gets caught yeah you get what I'm saying it's it's part of the risk it's part of the game but it's like you know what this person was genuinely really trying to get out just really really trying to get out and you know what like maybe maybe there's people that have had that escape route where it's like you know what three months I'm gonna save up for another three more months and then I'm just gonna take the leap of faith and then man get licked down with uh, three weeks to go. Bird. Oh, with a big one as well and then it's conspiracy and everything else. Do you get what I'm saying? They've caught you with the madness now and it's six years, seven years. And how like how different is life then? There's one done. Mm. I mean, this is like he didn't he wasn't doing road, but sometimes I think about this anyway. Well, one brother that gone to jail that I know, yeah. 
He went to jail when we was youths. My man is still in jail now, and I think, fuck. What? Brother? Bro, he's still in jail now. And it's mad to think, yeah. Brother, that was a long time ago. But do you know how much happened in life? Since then, brother, he's going to come out and see internet, toaster, picnic. Fam, listen, when my cousin came out of Penny, he said, when my cousin came out of Penny, he said, bro, the craziest thing was just seeing a day to the day to day, like the, the morning to the evening. He goes, there was not one thing I could strike out as saying, oh my God, this has changed. It was my day to day outside now is completely different. Completely different. We got cycle lanes. We got coffee shops. We got bare things we never had before. Because obviously it was from Tottenham. So I think that adjustment was very, very difficult for him. And I was going to go on to say, my dad is the best example of why I've said I'm never going to do anything anyway. I remember when he went pen. Oh, yeah. I well, you remember about that it like it was yesterday. So, and I remember we were Did he get about, raided and all of that? What? Brother, imagine it's you here. <laughs> Get down, get down, get down! And then you like, and my, I used to live in a flat in it, like two bedroom flat in Ferry Lane. So there's a there's a room here, there's a room here, and there's a staircase that takes you upstairs, and then the two rooms, and then the living rooms in front, and the kitchen's there, bathroom's there. Brother, I came out of my bedroom because I heard a massive bang at the door. I've come to the stairway. I see laser beams. I see bear man coming up. Get down, get down! So me, my brother comes out. He's like, "What do we do?" I'm like, "I don't know." So we ran into the bedroom. We got baseball bats, and then some guy comes in the room, shuts it. It was the most surreal thing ever. I was like, "That's mad. crazy, yo!" Like there was just bear guns everywhere. It was mad, but my this is what the saddest thing was, yeah. Like, my dad was literally coming out of it. He was going to make a shop, a food shop, and be done with everything and oh, just start man. the food shop thing, but. He done a stupid mess and yeah, then it yeah, all yeah. got messed up, bandoola, and then obviously that happened. And bro, I was just like, I feel so sorry for him because my dad was genuinely coming out. He mm. couldn't take the stress, he couldn't take all of it, and he had made enough to go. We can start the business, we can cook the food. I think he's gonna do it in Finsbury Park, and it was gonna, it was gonna be oh, sick. Like my mad. dad was proper, and this is like, I know it. My dad, my, my dad, my pops went prison when Sky just had the interactive red button. That oh, must have been shit. in the year two thousand, and the first game was Roy Keane. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was Man United oh, Arsenal. Know. It was Man United Arsenal two one. Roy Keane scored twice. So yeah, it was ninety. Sugar, it's like ninety. When did he go? You can Google that if you, if you're quick. No, I'm trying to figure out when he. No, because I remember I remember it was in me? prison in the year two thousand at that time. I remember it was in Penn mm. because the Sky Interactive thing. Mm. He must have gone. <laughs> <laughs> he must have gone like ninety nine, bro. So imagine that, <laughs> a little yard shop in 1999 in Finsbury Park, and you're looking at what life is like today, yeah, where there's yeah. so much, that would have gone, you get me? When he, when he came out, mm. was, did he, how different did he feel? When your dad came out of jail, did he, did he seem different? Was there something yeah. different? Like, what was different? So like, what I liked about my dad, yeah, when I was younger, he was the littest, bro. Donny had a radio He's station. Right, with Yes, yeah. that's crazy. That is mad. I remember that. That's perfect. That's mad. That's so it's fun. Before you even get into that, it's funny how you associate certain things with like times. Yeah, like with other things. Like it's oh yeah, football. I remember it was the, in, the, the the interactive button or like a certain <laughs> album come out or a certain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's mad. <laughs> and then like they done a. I think it was player cam or something. The first game might be Man United versus Arsenal. Um, Roy Keane scored. But anyway, but, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. So my dad was very, very visionary. Visionary. He ne he was. Had so much parts to him, so he had like a radio station. He was on Rugger FM for uh, four to six every Sunday. Mm. So he done that. 
Obviously, he was doing his thing on the side. Then he had this uh, showcase event he would do, where, or like a rave, like you do raves now. He had his rave called Back in Time. And all it was was he would get all the people his age group and play all the music that they had grown up listening to and do it now. And it was Back in Time. He had Back in Time t-shirts. And it was, the event was cold. Everyone used to go down in the community. Um, and then he just done... Wow, yeah. Wow. I need to do something in my uh, life. Keen Destroys Gunners. What when was that? 1999. Oh, okay. 1999, August 22nd. Yeah, that's a nice memory for football, eh? But um, yeah, I looked at my dad, he had so many parts to him and he was very ambitious and he always wanted to do more. So he kept saying to me like, I want to have loads of different strands of potential income so we can be good forever. I know in the future, you can take that, your brother can have that. That was his whole, anyway, that was his thing. And then when he went to prison, cuz he came out, bruv, he just didn't have that confidence that he used to have. Right. He was just so like, just accepting of everything. Like, he'd be like, wow. like, he just wanted you to do anything to avoid the noise. Whereas before, where I think I get that sort of, I'm not having that, is from my dad and from my mom. They were very like, yeah. nah, we're not yeah. doing, that's not happening. They were just on it, they just wanted. And then when my dad came out, bro, he was just on some. Cause he was a lot older by the time he had gone in. He hadn't been, he didn't have that youthful energy. He I was a lot you. older, he's got three kids. And when you go in at that time and come out, it's so difficult, I guess, to maybe bounce back and do your thing with a family, three right, kids. And right. so he just kind of gave, and then by that point he got a back problem in, in prison. So like the whole thing was just shut down. It just down took up. a lot out of him, like. It so took a lot much, out of him. Bro. And mentally as well, innit? Brother, I remember like going to talk to my dad. I remember talking to my dad before then. This guy always had, he had like five Rolexes. My dad oh, had five serious? cars when I was younger, you know. My dad had, a, I can show you everything. My dad had a Wolseley, he had a Red Benz, a Grey Benz. He had some next old blue. My dad had a convertible. My dad had so many cars in Ferry Lane. And people used to be like, why? And my dad had Rollies. He had tailor-made suits. Oh, my mad. dad was not a joke. Like he was not, I can't lie. He was sick, bro. He was a, yeah, he was, he was a guy. He was a guy. So like yeah, he used yeah, to be yeah. like, and I remember he used to be, he used to get us to always um, clean our shoes. So he used to go, you have to polish your shoes. So like every Sunday night or Monday morning before we went to school, we had to polish our shoes. And he used to tell us the reasons why you need to polish your shoes. He used to tell you that your hair, your hair, your watch, and your shoes have to be on point. And, right. then, and they can forget the rest of that outfit. He goes, you could wear shorts and a t-shirt, but if your haircut is looking good, you have a good watch and good shoes, people pay interest. Right. So I remember I used to be like, I can't want my hair a particular way. And I remember like, I have someone I get money, I'm definitely buying a Rolex, I'm gonna be with my dad. And I used to get my shoes, get tons of trainers now because of my dad. So like, I remember that energy. And then when he came out, he just gave stuff away. He just, all the things he valued, he just didn't care. He would just start wearing track suits. It like, it's like the do, justice do you think that he just, him. Do you feel as well though that like maybe he might have just thought, you know what, nothing actually matters now. Because sometimes you think like there's so much things that you feel matter, then you go away and you realise actually nothing matters. Possibly, possibly, but there's an energy he had where in front of us. Well, like, obviously some things matter, but you know what I mean. I think the way he went was in back, it was kind of embarrassing though, man. I can't lie. Oh, like, really? There was like 10 feds in the house. Oh. Got, like, there was so much police. And then I remember I begged, and there's a, them times I didn't know, there was a police officer that was actually trained to go into the children's room and stay with the children to keep them calm. And I said, I need to, I'm coming out the room. He goes, you can't. I said, it's my bloody house. I remember being like, this is my house. I can't, I want to go to the toilet. So I went out the room. And I remember looking at my dad, I'll never forget it. I remember it was, by this time it had been like 10 to eight and we weren't going to school. We had school the same day, so we weren't going to school. My mum was in tears and my dad was like, don't worry, Carl, I'll be on by 12. And the police officer was like, no, you won't, mate. You ain't coming out for a long while. And they were cockily just laughing, taking stacks of money out. The weed looked like Weetabix. There was just so much of it. 
Like they were just going down the stairs with everything, taking everything out, laughing. They were ridiculing him. Like, oh, you had a good time. Like they were taking the piss. They took the pirate DVDs. They were just taking anything, anything. My mom will hit the cable, but if you had a, like, a chip cable, mom would hit it like, I hope they don't find the chip cable in the room. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> that's her, that's important. That's I, hear that. <laughs> I hear that still. So, but yeah, and I, and I can honestly say like, I've never seen my mom that defeated before. And then, like, I never forget my dad said he'd be home by 12. And me and my brother waited until 12 o'clock. Didn't come back. And it was heartbreaking. Fucking it was hell, like, man. that was the most hurt I've ever been. Because I was like, I remember looking at mum like, why are you upset? He's going to come back 12 o'clock. He said it. Brother, I saw my dad a year later, because after interactive, Sky, Roy Keane's growing twice. Strong. Against Arsenal. So you didn't even get, you didn't even get to, you didn't go. You didn't go to visit the, him. Yeah, visit him. I visited him twice and I couldn't do it no more. Because right. the second time I went, no, tell a lie. I visited him more than twice, but I didn't go as frequently as everybody else because I knew my dad one way. And I was right. the oldest. So the way I knew my dad was he was some superhero. And obviously I didn't have the greatest relationship with him, but there's the sporadic times that, you know, I had the opportunity to interact with him or what have you when we were younger. Brother, I can't lie, my man done his thing, bro. He was hardly in the house because he was on the roads, but he done his thing, fam. And then when you saw him in a prison costume and there's bare people there around... Oh, uh, it's mad. When you see your pups in a situation like that, it is crazy, man. It was Pete, man. It was Pete when them things happened to your dad. Especially, it depends, because, like, I never really had... I wasn't close to my dad, but I know I used to do everything to be close to my dad. So, I would try... I, I got into football music because of my dad. My dad DJed, so I was DJing at, like, nine years oh, old. Oh, your dad was a DJ as well? Yeah, Rugger FM. So oh, I, I, okay. So, then he taught me how to DJ. Dad, no. And then at nine, ten years old, I would DJ at, like, my brother's birthday or something like that. So... What, was, you, yeah? Yeah, there <laughs> pictures of me on the deck. Oh, you look like you could be a DJ as well, still. You got DJ, lit. like, looking vibes. Come on, <laughs> look who in it. Yeah, and the same thing was that. football. Like I got into football because of that. So then what I hated was when I got to that 11, 12 years, mm. 13, 12, 13, my dad's gone now. And that's the time where I can go more football matches with him and go more, co- so. Did you, see when you get, see when you get a bit old, see when you have a turbulent relationship with your dad, like obviously you don't need to deep dive into your relationship with your dad because yeah. that's personal, yeah? So just say what you feel like you want to say, yeah? yeah? But like, when you do have a turbulent relationship with a parent, do you get to a point, I'm asking this because I never really had a turbulent relationship with my parents like that. Yeah. But I'm always curious to like, know at what point, or is there a point where you kind of say, you know what, like, they're flawed. Yeah. You know, like, we grow up thinking that our parents are supposed to be a certain way. Yeah. And then sometimes you get older and you realise, rah, you know what? At one point, my parent was younger than me. And they're humans at the end of the day. We think that they're superheroes and they're supposed to do this and that and whatever. But in fact, they're not. And at times, they can be fuckery. At times, they can be wrong. And sometimes, they could be all the way right and you're not hearing it. Sometimes... There can be, sometimes they can be there. Sometimes they might not be there. Sometimes there's there's all these different variables here. Did that, did you ever have that? Where you actually just had like a, a light epiphany where it's like, you know what? You're Egypt. You're Egypt. You're, yeah, of course. you're flawed. You're flawed. You're a human being and you're flawed, isn't it? And I have to accept you for that. That only happened, happened at 15, 15, 16. At 15, 16, I started doing youth work. I started doing youth work in my estate. And when you take on responsibility of a group of people, you don't have all the attributes a parent has, but you end up taking on similar roles that a parent would have, yeah. such as child safety and so on and so forth. So then when I looked at the procedures that I took in order for me to keep people engaged and so on and so forth, when I went back home, I was ended up having to do the same thing in my house. Mm. So like, 
I had to sort of be the mediator all the time. I had to always be like, don't worry, I'll sort it out and do that. And then I realized like, I'm the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the sun, big yeah. man. I'm the sun, you man of the moon. Like, like you got bare things on your shoulders and you're almost doing like, like not like no one's thinking that you're the, the, the dad or the man, the house kind of thing. But the, a lot of responsibility, whether it is mentally or actually physically falls on your shoulders. And then you then, yeah, like, I guess there has to be a point where you turn around and say, wait, wait a minute, I'm a child. Brother, it got so bad, I used to take my sister out all the time. Yeah. I ended up didn't take my sister out. She used to call me daddy. Oh, shit. But only for a joke, because it was like a joke thing. But yeah. no, my, dad is, my, dad and my, my dad and my sister are like that. They are tight. Close, close, But yeah. like, I realised that I started taking on so many roles in the house because I just saw all of these problems. And then you get to like 20, 21, because then I'm like seven years deep in youth work, six years deep. And you're like, brother... You man are acting up, you know. You don't need to be doing all of these things. I've done a different procedure for a period of time. I've helped a lot of people, parents, and even in six years, I'm like, you're not really helping me. You're just you're all you're, you're helping me, but you're helping me in a way where in which you're showing me all the things I shouldn't do and the reasons why you shouldn't do it when interacting with people. So I'm just pretty much going and doing the opposite. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, it's kind of it's annoying. Mm -hmm. And the only bad thing I would say about as well, parents like that is. When you get older and you become a parent yourself, I'm telling you that first six months is the most confusing thing in your whole mind. Why? Because you've got no real blueprint to work from. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I always think, you see when I even see pictures of people walking out like, they leave the hospital and you walk out with a baby and then you get home and you've got a whole life. Now what? You've got a whole baby. What do you do? You sit, you're like, you're just, I could imagine that most people just sit there and just stare. And then you're trying to think like, what do I do? What do we do now, big man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look at them. Or they're just sleeping, isn't it? But, but yeah, no, I think like, oh, yeah. yeah, man, it's an interesting thing still because boy, like parents are, they are ultimately just, they just fucking flawed as well at times too, isn't it? And it's, it's a... Uh, the best way I can say it, my father always used to say to me, cause I used to be like, move, bitch, get out. That was my tune. My dad used to say to me, remember one thing in a son? Every girl you call a bitch is someone's daughter. Oh, right. Everyone you call a bitch is, um, has, may have a daughter. Mm. So my thing was like, raw. If that's my perception of that person, one day she might become a mum, but that's what she was when she was a child. Mm. So look at your mum like, what were you when you were a child, big man? Oh, so And father, what were you when you were a child, Bakar? You don't even want to know. <laughs> Listen, we don't know. We don't even always want to know what, Mum and dad was Don't carrying on with him, whatever. Don't say about mum. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, they were young once. You get what I'm saying? Like someone's mum was They were home. young. This is an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, someone's someone's, someone's mum was outside. Was outside Out to bits. Brother. Chopping. Yeah? Getting like, yeah. And the son, you know what killer is? The son doesn't know any different. Bare male friends come around. Oh, your mum's so cool. You're thinking, yeah, my mum's so popular. Yes, your mum did pop. I don't know that you love right. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or she was popular just for alternative reasons. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad parents though. I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the, the way that they were. Nah, Not doesn't. a bad parent. I think a bad parent me going too far. But my father did say when we were younger, if you be a good person, you cover every single thing. Parenting, uh, being a son, being a, a friend. If you're a good person, you can cover everything. If you just try and cover one, like being a good parent, but you're a hoe over there, you're an eject daughter and all of these types of things, it's gonna have a negative effect on your parenting skills. I genuinely believe that. Cause you'll be able to raise them to a point and look after them. But after that, you're not even a great example of a woman. So how are you gonna make your child 
Because there's, there's stages in parenting, you know? Like the stage I'm at now is just looking after children. If I don't know how to be a man, I can look after them as children. When it comes to them 12, 13 years old, and then one drive, guess who can't drive? <laughs> when it comes to certain attributes and teaching your child how to become a man or how to become a woman, if you're not a great example of that yourself, mm. that I feel is imperating. So then how are you going to show them how to become a good adult if you're not one yourself? Brother, there's stages in parenting. Well, right? well, to be fair though. Or say you're a you, shit you brother. Might, you might know. Yeah. You might say to yourself, rah, like I haven't been good, but I've seen, I've seen people do things that I wish I would have done. And for that, I'm going to try to teach you how to do that. So now you're even, trial even, and error of your kids. Well, it's always trial and error. But it's, you big man, you're not a parent. I'm telling you, there are certain things that you've tried out before you have kids and then you put it into practice when you have kids. Not everything's trial and error. There will be some things, but there's basic principles in life on how to be a good person and how to interact with individuals. That's something you need to know before you have children. It's like we said a couple of weeks ago about people skills. You need to have that before you have children. You can't be doing trial and error of your children at that point there. I think, I understand it happens, but that means you haven't prepared yourself for life properly. Like we have to understand what being a parent is. You're raising a human. And this world is full of too many shit humans for you to not be in a good place to raise that child through stages. I'm not saying you need to know everything. No one knows everything. But you need to know enough to get your child held safely to like 12 years old. At least, and I just think. Yeah, but what you just said, person. you just said it yourself though. And most um, people do say it. When they have a child and they bring the child home, what now? So pretty much everything from that point on is trial and error. Yeah. That's because I've done a shit job. I'm the first to admit, my bad, I done. I had a howler. <laughs> but no. I had a howler, bro. You have to prepare yourself before you have a child. You and a woman have to be in a good place. You're bringing a oh, child yeah. Yeah, into yeah. a planet. We weren't in a good place. So now I, I, I fucked up from day one. Mm. So now I'm trying to, that's why I can say to you, no, 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 there are some things you can do, my brother. Oh, there, of course, there are definitely some things you can do. Like, sure. oh, but I'm a great person. Like, I don't like to, be a great person, be an aware person, and then have a picnic. That's what I think. Being I a good person is subjective anyway, isn't it, to a point? Very good point. Because obviously there's certain people that feel like they're good people, but they're not really, like to my, what I would say is a good person is not. Do you get what I'm saying? That's true. So very true. I guess it just depends on that. That's about perspective, isn't it? But anyway. Or a balanced person. Balanced. Yeah, balanced. A balanced person's nice. A balanced person's great. Because um, when what, PH what balances you... off, you know what happens. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, what would you do though if... I'm not, this obviously isn't the case. Yeah. But what if you, what would you do if you found out? Could that smirk? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. You're gonna go wild, I'm go. gonna say it. Say it, Neil. What would you do mm. if somebody, like you found out one day from a reliable source. Oh God. That your mum was a trifling hoe. What like what would you? <laughs> how would that affect the relationship with between you and your mum at this point now? Well, it I, wouldn't affect mine. I don't think. I think it would affect mine. Go on. <laughs> I've just got to be honest. Go on. And that's down to Go how on. I've been as a human. Right. So I may have disregarded women like that. Like I don't want to know this. Man, don't want to know that. You know, your mum was a. Excuse me. Right. So you mean I've just been disrespectful to all of these women? not appreciate that it might have been a certain stage in life and they're just going through their thing. They will right. get to the right point because guess what? My mother was there. It's gonna throw me, throw my head all, I'm gonna have to question my mum. Why? Why did you do all of this? I mean, it would be super baffling. Yeah, bro. But you know what? 
She's not anymore, innit? <laughs> How do you know? You've never even looked at your mum like that. Now you start saying, oh, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> and he's not my uncle. <laughs> you start questioning everything. Look, to be honest with you, you know what? One day, I'm going to I'm gonna sit down and have a conversation with my dad. And I'm going to ask my dad, is there like, because so, there's some things I would love to discuss. Yeah. And I think it's important for us. To, and I, to be honest with you, I would love for him to come in with us and just talk life. I know that he would have, not now, but there are a couple of things that I'll, I'm gonna ask him if like, it's okay for me to talk on. But let me tell you something, my dad was definitely a hoe, to bits. My, my dad used to always say to me sometimes, don't worry, you'll understand when you get older. <laughs> oh, I heard that a lot when I was younger. <laughs> he used to always say that to me, but he was outside a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of inconsistencies in regards to like relationships and women and whatever. And this is not to say that he treated women bad, but he was flamboyant he with his thing. He was dumb. flamboyant, yeah. You didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, and it was like, it was quite difficult to understand. I've always remember like, you know there's like certain little things that just sort of stay with you and you don't know why. Like you don't know why that made you feel some type of way. But I always remember one time I was in the car and he was dropping me to school, one girl in the car, yeah. Dropping to school, you know. One girl in the car. He's and I remember this girl like playing with his ear. And I just didn't love it. I didn't love it in it. Cause it wasn't mummy. I hear you. You understand what I'm saying? It weren't mummy. And and I understood that mum and dad wasn't together. I understood that. But I didn't love someone like what is that? Like what does that even mean? I didn't even by the way, play with my ear now. Oh my god. <laughs> You'll understand what? when you get older. I understand. <laughs> I can only imagine when that woman was playing with my dad's ear that he would have wanted to chop to bits after that. Because when you play with my ear, what? Did Listen. you? Th- I mean, did the car go from twenty to thirty-five miles per hour? Uh, he, uh, he dropped me to school very quickly. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to school it. early. Yeah, <laughs> I was Not there. Early, I, was, I was there before Gary. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you I was there, there at early. the same time as the janitor. Huh? No, I'm telling you, come there at the same time as the teachers. I got there early and whatever, but yeah, like there was, you know what I mean. He was definitely, but they were, they were very, I think, I don't know what they were doing in their personal life. I don't really know too, too much like that. But what I will say is there was definitely a difference between like my mum and my dad when it came to relationships and maneuvering around relationships. And that's why I do think that in some way I was, I benefited a lot from seeing both sides. Yeah. So I benefited from seeing the way that like my dad maneuvered in his relationships and whatnot and like him also him also getting to a stage in his life where I think that he really realized that his relationships are not necessarily for him. He is future. as long as as long as he can look after his kids. Wait, that's the most future. important thing. Huh? Your dad's future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but bring him here. I don't know what's future what does future learn. look after his youths? I mean, I don't know him. So I'm all right. talk. My dad, when it came to looking after his youths, he was all he would always do what he could do for that. If it meant he had to drive miles to go and get his youths, he would do that. If he had to go and fly and get his youths, he would do that. And yeah. he never need, he never needed to do that. But he was always there. His door was always always open, and he all. I think for him, looking after his kids and being there for his kids was just the most important thing to him. The relationship stuff was more like more convenience. Do you know what I mean? Like. I conveniently would like to be in a situation now. This doesn't serve me right now. I'm gonna be with someone else or whatever it is. That was his thing. And he it worked 
for him. Your dad sounds the way, like the way I, like anyway. Okay. He used to, all, my dad used to always say, yeah. My dad used to say to me sometimes, he go to me, you see this son? See this remote control? Yeah. You see when I put the remote control there? When I come home, it's I, want, there. I want the remote control there. I don't oh, want no. it there. I don't want it here. Right? I want it there. Chucky? That was his thing. That was his thing. That was his thing. I'm on that same wave. When I come home, I want it there. However, though, watching my mum and Peter, their thing was very different. A lot more, like, it was different. It was a whole different type of connection and a different type of, like, it's actually his um, anniversary coming up, you know? What is the date? It's on the 9th. Um, But it was different. And ironically enough, I think my dad kind of like, my dad really respected it. My, sometimes I go to my dad's yard and he'll be like, oh, like, what's, um, how's, how's your mum and Peter? And I'll be like, oh, they're all right. They've gone for a walk. Like, they've gone, like, to Ireland for a walk and that. And he'll lean up in his chair and he'll say, they've gone for a walk? I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And he'll be like, what, where? i say, like, Ireland, they've gone in the hills or whatever. And he'll be like, what, they're just walking? <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. And he'd be like, I love that, you know. <laughs> I love, but, but he could never do that, though. What told my dad to go to Ireland and walk in the cold? For in what? mountains and that. For what? No way. That's me. But, right. I'm not on that. Right. But then Peter and my mum would come back, have an amazing time. Come there, you know, brought back things, had stories to tell, whatever, and just spent really good quality time together. And they would, the next day, talk on the phone like they don't even live with each other. That was just their thing. So it was really interesting seeing that, that both, of the, the, both of the dynamics and that, you know what I mean? I think that's interesting. I think one thing I have to say, I commend your father for, man, because that's what I think is so important. I think, again, these are all thoughts. People, if I, if I sound too whatever, I apologise, but when you have children, if you do start poorly, the moment your dad done what he done and just says, you know what, let me just sort out my picnic before I go anywhere else, that's the man I respect. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no point if you start in a new family if, you're still, you've yeah. paused the other game. Go finish that game. Right. Save it and then come to this game. Mm. Man's trying to play two games at the same time. You've only got two hands. Right. Come on, you, can't, you have to use the joypad with one. You know? So I just think, man, I, I proper commend and respect your dad for that. Proper commend and respect. Yeah, man. Being a parent can't be easy. But, nah. you know, especially when, you, especially when you're supposed to be a superhero, but you ain't. You ain't a superhero. You're a human being and you are flawed to bits. You're gonna make a hell of. You're gonna make a crazy amount of mistakes. And you know what? Oh, this is what I was gonna say before. I was meaning to say this way before. Yeah. But like, sometimes, from what I've heard, some people find it really difficult to accept what their parents had done, or how their parents treated them, when they actually have a child. And I know that it's like it can be. Maybe you could look at it from a self-centered point of view, but it's like, <coughs> for some people, it's been like, rah, I had the child and there's this unconditional love that is like through the absolute ceiling, yeah? Yeah, we're going to take away the dynamics between the the, the, the the man and the woman where like the relationship might, you might not be getting on and she might do this and whatever it may be, they might, they might make it difficult. But either way, it's like, this man really, really, regardless of anything, wants to be there for his children. Forget about you. Forget about you. I really, really want to be here. Yeah? yeah. And I want to do everything I can to do that. And some people 
then look and they think, rah, like, you never did that for me. How come you never did that for me? I think and it becomes like difficult. And it's like, <laughs> now, then, it, then that becomes, you have to open up a conversation on that because I think whenever somebody does have that feeling where it's like, rah, like, I've just had a child or I've just seen a baby and there's this unconditional love or whatever and I would do everything I could to be there for my child only for me to now think, right, my dad never did that for me. He, That's not what he did for me. I think when we open up these conversations, we'd be interested, intrigued to find out like what times actually look like then. This doesn't mean, this is not an excuse, but it's like, I think sometimes in some situations, it's so nuanced, yeah, that some people only have a certain amount of fight in them. Some people are whatless. Some people will have a youth and just say, you know what, fuck it, lads, had a youth and whatever. Some they people do that. Yeah. But some, you know, like, some people only have a certain amount of fight in them. Mm. I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying, but we keep knocking heads mm. and you don't want me to be here. Mm. So you know what? I, I'm gonna, as painful as this is, I am going to wait for this child to get older so that one day we can have a conversation and have a good reasoning. But by then, sometimes the child is so got his own, you turn into an adult, you've got your own experiences, you might even have a certain type of relationship with your You don't even want to hear what your dad's got to say. And that fight still remains the same. Okay, they don't want to hear what I've got to say. I'm not going to fight that fight. It's so it's so nuanced. Do you I get what I'm so saying? so much people in situations like that. But then is... also, there are the whatless side of it, where it's like, well, boy, we have 19 Pitney and I and... <laughs> Me love out of them. Yeah, yeah. From a distance. But none of them's there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, trust me. It's, I don't know, man. It's hard, but it's hard, but. I think parents got to take more responsibility. Like, for example, I can just be honest and say, everyone knows my situation is going to be crazy. But you, like, when my youths get older and they say things to me, I'm like, listen, it's both of our fault. Your mum went mad, yeah, but it's both of our fault. Yeah. I chose that woman to be in my life. She made a decision for me to be in her life, and we felt it was right, and it was wrong. So, everything that happens off the back of that, Brother, I can't just blame her. Mm. I was there as well. Right. I may not have done the things she done. I may not be responsible for the actions, but my brother, this never should have worked and we were here and now we've got picnic. Mm. Let's both take the blame. Let's both take it. That's yeah, what yeah. I would advise people to do well, anyway. My bad, yeah, yeah. Just, my bad. Yeah. And then say to your children at the same time, circumstances are the reasons why we've behaved the way we did. And, you have, and, that's when, and that's when I would say to parents or to people, live life before you have picnic. Mm. Because when you have lived life and you see different cultures and you see different approaches and methods and the way people look after their kids, you can just create a more, you have a more rounded understanding of life. So when certain situations happen and manifest, could you've been in multiple different situations from traveling or seeing the world, you kind of know how to approach it. Mm. And sometimes like when I was growing up, me, my mum and my brother, and my brothers, we're going to a situation and we're all doing it for the same, like all doing it for the first time. And we're looking to mum and mum's, this is her first time here as well. Mm. So now all four of us have to try and figure this out. Mm. It was just a little bit like, oh man, like, it's kind of long. Do you know where I'm coming from? You kind of want some guidance from an individual who, when you go, I don't know what's going on. You look up, they go, I have the answers. And that's how people end up becoming straight, I believe. When the moment you don't have the answers in your household, all it takes is a man on the street across the road to tell you something that you go, oh, that's the answer. The moment he keeps giving you the answers to these questions that your household don't provide, before you know it, but you're not even your parents' picnic no more. Yeah, facts. You belong to the streets. <laughs> yeah, facts. Well, let me tell you something anyway. I would I would much rather my mum and dad be surface level hoes back in the day than in this day and age. Oh. Because could you imagine, yo, let me tell you something. You see some of these three-year-olds, four-year-olds and whatnot. Oh, you're going to be seeing what your parents did. Because <laughs> it's all oh there. Oh my It's on God. the internet. It's on the internet. It's on the phones. 
it's everywhere. Yeah, we do know that, like, obviously in, like, 15 years' time or whatever, things are going to move and change and phones are going to be flying and they're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. But footage is footage, though. Back then, there weren't no footage, yeah? So I didn't know what mummy did, yeah? Didn't know what daddy was doing. Other than the fact that he was getting his ear rubbed, I didn't see much, yeah? Oh, you're going to be seeing it. Yeah, your dad was in the thing doing that, yeah? Your mum was here doing this with, with them lot, <laughs> you're gonna see a picture of your mum and ten guys <laughs> in an island, <laughs> and you're gonna go, "Mum, that bear be your uncle's." You're, you're, gonna, see, you're gonna see your dad naked with bear man. Oh, because Lord. of it. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got a couple of friends here. Yeah, I can't lie to you. Obviously, I'm not one to talk because I actually have these these boys on the planet Earth right now. But a couple of man, I'm just like, cuz look at your pictures, bruv Like your pitney's gonna see that, you know. There's no consistency. At least our pitney are gonna see the picture now and the picture back in the day. They're not too far similar. But some men have gone through some transitions that they need to explain. Yes, I'm telling you. And the first part of explanation has to be yourself to your children. Well, I'm telling you. Because it's going to be hard to explain, like I said, why certain girls are doing Dubai trips every other week. It's a bit. It's a bit. Oh, I'm working over there. No, you're not. Not right. Why are you working? Hey, you beach? know what a man has said, like certain man told me that. Like, <laughs> When I'm speaking to man about Dubai and whatever, and they're saying, yeah, like, when they're talking about the chopping situation and that, like, they're saying that certain people are chopping to stay in Dubai. You think I don't know that? So you know what? You know what? Pay for my, like, like pay for my extended ticket and you can get the Panan bread. Or, um, yeah, just pay for this hotel or whatnot for a couple, like, couple of weeks and whatnot and you can get, you can get the Panan bread. But some girl fair exchange though. I know one girl fair done exchange. it. Yeah, I know one girl that done it. What's her name? Well, it's not a fair exchange too. in my opinion, but go on. No, you're just not being serious. But um, she started a whole business. She's got her own business now. What, a Panan bread business? No, she's got actually, a, I think it's a clothing line. But from, you know, doing oh, from... over there and getting little... I respect that. What? You ever find your route? Yeah, find you your route. That's your, your team. So what's, 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 hold on one second. She invested her peas. That she was getting from... The, like giving up the Panan bread. And then now she's got a whole business and she's doing what she's doing. She doesn't have to do it no more. As long as there's no footage, then she's all right. There's footage. There's footage. Oh, shit. Oh, if you go shit. Dubai, that's one thing people have to realise. If you go Dubai, there will be some age and feet. There will be footage. You yeah. cannot ignore it. You cannot think it's not going to happen. There will be footage. There will be. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I always remember one time walking in a room where there was a beer man that I know. But naked, two gal, and I'm saying, yo, I'm walking in this room, and I'm seeing all these man with two gal, and you know how my mind works already. EA Sports story, we're gonna get there. Carry on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these man. I'm saying to myself, how is everyone? How can everyone still be rock when there's bare man trying to get us? Like, do you know how hungry? Do you know how starving that one is? Don't look at me like that's being you, please. I'm just saying, <laughs> I've never walked into a room and seen two yellow nine men and everyone's naked. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I have yeah. no business in that room. And it stank. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> stank. But you know what it was? Obviously, I know man was young in them times there and whatnot, but that was just never my steez. Someone had a phone. Someone had a phone. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know where that footage is now. Luckily, no one's famous. Because uh, you know that how that how that would turn out, but it's like raw. That's kind of mad still. Like people are able to do that. People are able to lock in so much on the panan bread that even with X amount of man around, 
naked. It doesn't even matter. Like one man and a couple gal. You know what I'm saying? Or like, like when there's when there's a fair, a fair mixture. I can't. I I do not have the capabilities of standing there to wait and waiting my turn. I'm flaccid to bits. I mean, I'm not gonna go what? too much detail, but I could. Serious? No, no, no. One second, one second. Let me finish. Let me land. Let me land. I'm just. I have on <laughs> some occasions in my life had sex with an audience. Have you? But wait. But I was no way in my goal. Just me and the girl just wanted could, to express I, I ourselves, and there's people there. And I got a question. We never care. At I've, one I've time, we were sitting in the living room. We looked at each other. Everyone was in the living room. You just did your thing. I said to the girl, baby girl, can we go next door? Yes. People, we were doing our thing. People came in and started watching us and we didn't stop. Right. Because this is what we want to do. Right. And yeah. I don't say it's for everyone. Yeah. It's you. Not for everyone. This is, I you, just. You went there. They followed. So if they come in, if they come in, they're coming in and they're going to watch whatever is there. They you opened decided- the door and I think, it, and I have an ego. They opened the door on somewhere. I bet you Paul's going to stop. Paul, stop where? What? Yeah, exactly. What? Where, which Wait, position, in- what position was you in? Dog, dog. Dog, dog. Come on, yeah? man. Loud. Brother. I can't lie, I've done some disgusting things in my life. That's so not was... disgusting. Oh, no, no, but that wasn't the disgusting thing. I've said I've done some disgusting oh, things okay, in my right. life. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I'm the only man in the room, and anyway. Would you <laughs> Would you go to a sex party? I've been to a sex party. Really? Yes. Tell me, let's go. Um. I, I wanna, I, I'm thinking about it. So, I went to one that was weird. <laughs> So I saw a lady from Babe Station once upon a time. Right. Um, she was living in this Which area. one, the man ask? But this is time ago. My Brazilian vision dropped me there. Mm. So I remember this lady from Babe Station hit me up. And she goes, I met her in Great Portland Street. We exchanged numbers very quickly. So I said, I'll see you on Babe Station. And she said to me one day, come around. Um, come around to my house. I want to have sex with you. Oh, shit. You have to come in the next 45 minutes. you got to come in the next 45 minutes? Yeah, I'll come in too. And I had no way of getting there. And my friend happened to be at the house at the time and goes, I want to drop you. So he dropped me there, what have you. We've done whatever we've done. And I thought that would be the end of it. Until she goes to me, do you want to come to a sex party? Wait, so wait, okay. So this is where you men are cut different now. So you've bust your thing. I've gone to the house. You've done what you've done. We've done what we've done. Bust your thing. By the way, and this is facts. You can ask my boy. This is crazy. She paid me to do it. Oh, you talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I remember that. Now, the part two of this was... Yeah, you you didn't mention this bit. So you bust your thing. What do you mean? So, like, you, you ejaculated. Come on, it feels right. And then you went to a sex party afterwards? Yes. See, this is where I need fixing. Because, see, once I bust that thing, I'm I'm down to go, but just not now. Would you? Because I'm man. good now. I'm like, I've, like, it's out of me. I went Westfield, got some lunch <laughs> with my boy. My boy went home, and we went to the sex party later on. <laughs> what? And then this sex party, the reason why it was weird, it was in a very weird building. Right. And when you got to the front, they said a cold word that she said. Right. You walked in and there was bare people in masks. Bare, right. it was like a masquerade thing. Like, And the reason why I was very, I, I never really spoke about it for time because I was quite scared is because there was guys in suits. Yeah. There was, it was a, it was a relatively big building. Um, there was guys in suits. There was just a whole heap of people that looks like they could have really important positions. So I was just confused and then like, Literally, there was one room where there was there was a lot of um, what's that thing called happening? 
there was, a, there was loads of rooms. So when you walk in, you go upstairs, sorry, I'm not even describing it right. There's a big room. There's a massive room you walk into, everyone's there talking, whatever, what have you, have you. And then there's a corridor when you go through this, um, you go through to the back of the room, open the door, there's a corridor, a long corridor, like a fucking hospital or something like that. And it's just room after room after room after room after room. Right. And a lot of the rooms I saw and what have People you were cockhold. Oh. Bare of them, you'd see like, bare of them were like cockhold, like, there's a guy sitting in the corner. Watching um, his missus or a woman getting chopped to bits. And you're just like, raw. And so obviously you couldn't go into every room. Sometimes you go into people go mad, but it was just, bro, I was drunk. I was very drunk. It was very weird. I won't talk about what I did, but we had a good time. Now, sorry. I've got to ask this question very quickly. We're going to divert, but come back in. While I'm here, I'm just letting you know how my brain works. So, yeah, if ever man was cockholding, not like you being the one sitting there, but you were the one who was chopping the man's missus or whatnot, consensually, consensually. The chopper. The chopper. Would you chop her to bits? Yeah. Or would <laughs> Have you would seen you the video? <laughs> Have you seen that video of the sex party the couple goes to and the black man is beating his, the white man's gal and, the, and then he's holding her hands and he's going in, he's killing it. She's like, oh, oh, and she's just holding his hand like this. A part of me, in my head, I would be thinking I'd either make love or I would chop to bits to the point where he's going to, he will con reconsider what's going on. Like, you know what, I allow it now. <laughs> I allow it. Hey, can I come in now? No, brother. Yeah? I'm not consenting to that. I'll make it a movie. <laughs> like, I would have to say, if we're going to do this, darling, you have to be the... You have to go to the ends of the earth. Places that you haven't been with him, you have to deal with me and he has to watch. He's got to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to put on a show, it's important. I mean, literally, to be honest with you, for certain, <laughs> for, cer for certain people, I think it would be enough with the light hand on the throat and the chopping down like a brick. Can I, I say something? I think that would be, that's tough for most people to watch if that is your partner. But if that's what you're, if that's your steez, then that's your steez. But, um, no, no, no. Listen, to all the guys out there, I'll put my glasses on because I can't look you in your eyes, you make me sick. If you allow your missus to get chopped whilst you watch, you are the biggest idiot I know. My I'm man, not out here to man, be man like- enjoy that, certain man enjoy Yeah, they're that, idiots. Man. I'm not here to gonna say, oh, everyone each to their own, not with that. You enjoy watching your missus get piped down and you go home and have dinner afterwards. And what's going on, kids? Nah, yeah, little Jack deserves to know. That <laughs> Little Jack deserves to know. Yeah, no, it's, this, it is outrageous still. But I fucking... Anyway, you know what? That car ride home must be awkward, man. What, no? Because if that's... If that's more, the norm, you know what, that's the norm. You, the car ride home wouldn't be awkward purely because I'm assuming that most of the time, not all, but in the law of percentages, that most of the time, it's actually the guy who wants that to happen. Nah, not in the things that I've seen and not in the sex party I wanted. A lot of the things where the women wanted it to happen because the, the men couldn't... Satisfy them. Yeah, some of those guys must have had small... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I... And I'm with you, you know. Do you know when it would be awkward for me if I had a film and I was going to design a film where this scene happens? My scene would be, that happens, the guy was six foot eight, he absolutely battered this girl, I want it to be a Caucasian couple because obviously you don't think I'm racist. And then I want oh the car God. ride home... I want her to be knocked out in the back, yeah, sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I want him to oh, be driving. Home. Oh my God. <laughs> what song's playing? How, 
Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson. <laughs> you are crying. <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it? No, I don't think it'll be road rage. I think he'll be heartbroken. Have you heard Stranger in Moscow? When you're alone and you're cold <laughs> inside. <laughs> like a stranger in Moscow. <laughs> Brother. That's the saddest Michael Jackson song I've ever heard in my oh, life. Cause yeah, yeah, I just, I don't understand word. that. Chucky, would you ever do that? What? <laughs> See, man, you gotta be crazy. You gotta be out of your mind. Which one of my friends do I think would do it? Who, who, which one of my brethren's? Specs. I'm joking, of course not. That's, but I don't know, I don't, who, I don't know. I think, I think None of my friends I don't would do it. I don't think you could tell. No, yeah, you couldn't, you, couldn't you couldn't tell. If one of my friends have done it or are doing it, just don't inform me, I don't want to speak to you. Because I can't come to your house and watch football, look at your missus and be like, rah. Just being chopped down by my man. And then you're saying, playing happy, happy families. I'm in I'm in what? <laughs> I mean, listen. But see the sex party thing, I've, I've definitely considered it though. But like, I've considered it more on a, me going with a girl. Yeah. And we do our thing. But yeah. we're walking around whatever other people are chopping with, but we're just chopping. It's like on an exhibition thing. So <laughs> like want, what you did, like what you I'll did you in your house. I know some sex parties. Huh? I know sex parties. You know some, but I feel like, do you still go to them? No, of course not. I was going to say, because it feels like bait. Like I feel like I don't, like I don't want to go in there on a the vibe of Rob, what, Chuck's is in here. Like what, like, you understand what I'm saying? I need to find one yeah, that is not that. But it's, mutual, it's mutually assured distraction. Nobody will snitch because they're there too. No, it doesn't know. But uh, no, no, have you no. been in life? <laughs> How long have you been in life? The reality is, is that my thing and their thing is different. Is different, bro. And the killer is someone that there are some people I know that go sex parties. They don't care to tell someone they've gone to a sex party. They don't give a shit. They tell me all the time. Yeah, but I went to one. It was crazy, and they will tell it in front of bare people. Imagine that person gets the information. Boy, and I'll, imagine I'm in a sex party by the bar and I'm drinking my juice. I turn to my left. Chucky's there. What Chucky? Hey, shit, yeah, man. Yeah, one, I don't want that. But two, Come do on. you know what it is as well, yeah? Come on. One, I might not even mind, necessarily mind that someone might notice, man, or whatever, but it's like, I don't want, when I'm in an environment like that, I don't want to speak about nothing. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want someone to come to me and be like, yo, I'll go on, my brother, like, yo, lo yeah, love my G. <laughs> I don't want that. Like, I don't want, yo, bro, that, remember that, epi that episode that you did with, I don't want none of that. I don't want anyone. Where's Poet? <laughs> yeah, exactly, where's Poet? Yeah, exactly. I don't want none of that. Man's rock card, where's Poet? I mean, yeah, big man. You I just want pause. a different scenery. I want a different scenery to have sex in, in front of people. Don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna holler Marks, man. Huh? Marks must go to a sex party. The amount he talks oh, about sex. Oh, of course, sex, absolutely. The amount of porn Ring stars him. he follows. Ring and put him on loudspeaker. Okay. Let's try again. Yo. Hello, Muggs. Yo, Chargy. You are live on HC Podcast. Anything you say or do will be used against you in the court of YouTube. Um, Chucky has a question for you. Brother, have you been to a sex party before? What? Have you been to a sex party before? I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'm basically saying, yeah, that I'm thinking about going to one still. Yeah, but where though? It's bait, man. That's what I'm oh, saying. That's what bait. I said. Because I'm saying, you know what? I don't want to go nowhere. A man saying to me, yo, well, go on, my brother. I don't want to hear that. I don't yeah, want to hear nothing. 
Exactly. That's brazy. But so it's like, you, you, it's good that you're having a conversation because now nah, someone that's in the secret society is going to send you the message. <laughs> and then you're going to go. <laughs> but hear what I'm saying though. I'm like, I'm kind of on a not going to a sex party to chop like people there. I'm going to like, I want to take somebody with me and chop them there. Yeah, but the, you know what it is? Go to the box. That's probably, if you're, if you're going by yourself and you're getting clocked by people, then that's probably more of a reason why you would feel awkward or whatever. But if you roll up in there and you're with a ting, especially if she's clean and that, like, if man tell you are grand brother, you're going to be like, well, grand brother, because you're all there for the same thing anyway. The same week that's telling you are grand brother, you're gonna, you might catch him chopping up something in the corner. So, like, <laughs> there's, there's no, like, <laughs> yes, Have you both. been to one? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say um. You say, um, <laughs> um. Would you would you go to one? Yeah, no, I would go to one still. Uh, I want what you're on, you know. I want to <laughs> go to one, but I feel like they I feel like it's all bait and that. You get me? All right, flipping. Um, yeah, there's not really much else on the menu, but I'll tell you one thing. Did you see? Did you see what Chris Brown did? I'm for it. I'm for it. One, two, three, oh, four. Put it on the screen. He dashed that gal's phone. He dashed it so far, but she got it at the end. That's she the only thing. Yeah, she got it at the end. So basically, Chris Brown was doing, I'm, I'm assuming it was like at an O2 or somewhere, some concert. And then like, there's always a part where he brings a girl on the stage. I feel like I've seen this a hundred million times, by the way, <clears throat> because obviously everyone films it. So he brings a girl up on the stage and whatnot. She seems to like, she looks really pretty as well. My observation is that she she is probably attracted to Chris Brown more than she actually is a fan fan because the song Take You Down that like is a very popular song by Chris Brown. I noticed that she didn't really know the bars to it. I didn't notice that she said the bars wrong. But anyway, I'm nitpicking now. No, you're not. So anyway, you're basically stating the fact that Chris Brown is extremely popular now and loads of people went there because they wanted a Kodak moment. Right. Yes, Exhibit exactly. A. So she's now like trying to take her phone to film him dancing on her on the stage or whatever. So as she's doing that, he then takes the phone, which we're about to see now in a minute. He's dancing behind her right now. She's, yeah, she's trying to look, see, pause this, pause this, pause this, pause that. Can you pause it? Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Pause. Wait, no, go again, go again, go again. Pause here, pause here. It's all right, it's kind of in effect. Already, this is my observation. There's too much going on here. There's too much going on. I understand, all right, cool, Chris Brown, whatever you want to film, whatever, whatever else, yeah. But the taking the phone out bit, then the angling of trying to look cute. So you're trying to find that. You know, you're so out of this moment at this point. So out of it, yeah. You take the phone out. Now you're trying to angle it. Not uh, Look, take the phone out and just film one time. The angling it bit now. You're trying to find the right bit to get the angle. As that's happened. Look at the flick of the wrist. The wrist is like that's a, that's a. Yeah, yeah, deflect, yeah, that's it. Who fucking came up with that, by the way? Where did that come from? What? Girls. Yeah, what, like. Girls. The wrist flicking. Do you remember the fish thing? What was the fish one? Oh my God, bruv. So anyway, at this point, no, we've gone past the bit anyway. He's already taken her phone and put it on her lap. Then this is happening now. Press play. He just said, you know what? Cha. Gone. Flung the... F She's vexed though. If you see her yeah, face... Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. For me personally... Do you know what? That could have really hurt someone. Though, I can't lie. Brother, 
could you imagine the conk? Could you imagine the conk on the floor, especially if this hits you in the corner like this, like that? Yeah, that's what And now he's got a case on his hands. Brother, that could all hit somebody in the eye, nose. So, you, so you're saying forehead. we have to wear helmets when we go to a Chris Brown concert? You might have to wear helmets. This is mad. <laughs> no, man's are riding a bike at the concert. This isn't. The thing is, I just think this is a little message to people, yeah? I'm not going to say young, young and old. I think we should learn to read the room. This example here for me is Chris Brown trying to serenade a woman. Right. Now, if I was in the comfort of my home trying to serenade a woman, the last thing I need her to do is share that experience for everyone else. Because guess what? They're trying to pretend that they're the only ones there. And she's just baiting out that there's loads of people. Obviously, we know there's loads of people, but it's a show. You're putting on an act. He's trying to show you I'm into you. You're meant to respond, not with your mobile phone. Yeah. It's taken down. I think everything, everyone know. I think everything was a stinker. I think everything was a stinker. She's pretty. He's obviously doing his thing. She's obviously taking the phone out. He's placed it. That is the first indicator. Do you know what? He just wants to serenade you. Just leave it, yeah? Then she does it again. Then she angles. That's another stinker. So she's taking it out again. He's even dancing on her and she's not even really in it. She just wants to film this. That's it. Look, even after he's come off, she's still not even really paying too much attention. Big Chris Brown, you know? Yeah? Do you know what she looks like she's there? She looks like she's trying to find a filter. And yeah, finding a filter. Oh my God. But then the throwing is still a stinker as well. And I think... Do you know how? Do you know what that that throw yeah was so brazy? I I'm so surprised it didn't go to the other side. Look at this. I know. Do you know what Chris Brown's out? He was control. angling. He was trying to get that as far as possible to the other side of the arena. Yeah, yeah. And he and do you know what that might have been why it didn't hit anyone because it probably nearly got there. Yeah. Like it didn't go into the other stand, but it might have went to that. You know when you're in an arena, yeah, and obviously everyone's like by the stage and that. But you know there's always that little back bit there, and you only really see security around there. Like the venue's never jammed to packed to bits; it's jammed to a point. So I think uh, he threw it so far that it managed to just get to that bit. Do you know what I'm saying? In the O2 as well. Um, that if that is the O2, that is. I remember I went to go see Jay Z. There's like a yellow line thing that borders off that has a gap between like where the start of the stands are and where you can stand, yeah. so people can walk down there. So he might have thrown it there, but he's been out of control recently. He he's should, trying to turn. If anything, you should have just thrown it to the left or the right, though. No, put it in your pocket. <laughs> just put it in your pocket, bro. If you put it in your pocket on some sexy man thing, like yo, darling, I'm me and you's time in the pants. Oh, you're going too crazy, fam. Look What's at that? you. What, what, put it in his boxes. Oh, she would have loved that. She Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. You have to be careful with that one. Next, I just say, do you know what I'm saying? It's a bit, it's a bit. I'm just saying it's yeah, 2023. You're right. He should have put, put it in his pocket. Yeah, I just have to put it in your pocket. Or like slide it somewhere or whatever else. You know what the maddest thing is? Sorry, I interrupted you, bro. Sorry. He's un- All I said was he's out of control. Like chunks can't sing around him. <laughs> Gal can't take out their phone. Play that. <laughs> get that. Get them, get them. He's just out of control, brother. Yeah, he, he, he is. I, mean, I could imagine that his manager must have been thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, bro. Like, so someone said, someone said he threw the phone to Chunks. My belly was gone. He threw the phone to Chunks. Right now, we're just looking at, um, there was a party that was going on. I don't know if it was the Proud Embankment or whatever. Someone's giving Chunks the microphone and he's singing. What is he singing? Is it um, Under the Influence or, or he's singing a Chris Brown tune anyway. Chris Brown is like, just standing there 
Chunks is singing. Chunks is like sweating. Him. That's my problem. He's Chunks he's is sweating. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Chunks is my guy. Man. I love he's, him. I uh, so do I. He looks but, like he's serenading him. Is he serenading him or is he serenading the phones in front of him? Oh, good point. Oh, I'm you're gonna right. say Chunks. You're right. Is he you're serenading right. the phones in front of him that just happened to be positioned looking directly right. at him and now that's in the same direction as Chris Brown. But because the lie's better, he was serenading Chris Brown. Did Chris Brown, was Chris Brown, let's be objective here. Did he, was he aware that there was someone behind him singing? Cause I don't think he may have- Exhibit B, show. Cause I saw it. I thought, okay. The other video. He definitely knows someone was singing. No, no. he knew someone was singing. Cause obviously, look, wait, look, look. Cause it's he the same hear. outfit and he goes, I can I hear, can hear it. it. Turn yeah. down, yeah, turn down like. Cheeky as fuck. You must- says, yeah, but but hear what I'm saying, yeah? Go on, he's so funny, man. He's, do you know what? You can he's tell he's a fun. proper joker, innit? I can tell he's a, you can tell he's a proper joker. But do you know what? I'm think, I thought that maybe he heard someone in here in the venue singing, but wasn't aware that that person was literally right behind him. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe the There's speakers all over the place and that, like, and obviously he knows his song and he knows someone's got the microphone and doing some overcooking and that. Yo, big man, like, someone's on the thing. Like, turn it down. Who is it? The DJ or some shit? Is the DJ singing? Do you know what I mean? Because he might have been on the cocaina. He might have been on Do the you know what, and then this, he's just see, not even aware of what's going on. Yeah, that'd be true. All the dancing stuff and that, like, is a bit of a, like, it just was a bit of a stinker because I think that, like, maybe that could have been the chance to get some, um... <laughs> Nico's at Egypt. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Them two could have been a thing that night. I'm not even gonna... <laughs> Chunks got... Nico is so funny, he's like singing to Chunks. <laughs> oh, we're just looking at a video of Nico singing to Chunks. Chunks knows he had a stinker, but yeah, yeah. Oh, is that was he black playing around and just being yeah. stupid? Yeah, oh, I loved him. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm telling you something. If Heroes. if if a woman, I mean, I'm not going on no stage for someone to do that to me anyway. But if they are, and it is someone of the equivalent of how a woman sees Chris Brown, so it's like a cold one, and I know that my source is all the way up, my phone is staying in my pocket, and I'm doing everything I can to try and make sure that tonight this is me. So while you're dancing on me, I'm whispering sweet stuff. In yeah? your ear. Yes, you can hear me. Yes, there's 20,000 people in there right now. Put on Disney you know Child Kitty. You and me, you can hear what I'm saying right now. And I'm letting you know, I'm letting you know I'm available today. I'm available tonight. What are you on? If I was her, that's what exactly Jack, what I would've been doing. Yo, I'm, a, I'm letting you know, I got a man. But whatever it is, I'm outside tonight. You just shout me. Look at the moment we're sharing. <laughs> when does it end now? Yeah, exactly. At least go for a food. What you got here? What's Janet Jackson dancing? I was gonna show Destiny Child catered to you. Oh my god! But Jack, this what song is it again? What's the name of the song? We're looking at um, Janet Jackson "All for You" tour. She's on the stage right now. Oh, Janet Jackson's cold, you know. If she done anytime, any place. In her prime. That bra is definitely bra-ed now. Oh my God. Oh shit. Oh shit. You, wait, do you know what is mad? But you wouldn't you this, like just like kiss her and think, Mike. You could get away with this today. <laughs> no, no way. You could not get away with this today. But could, wouldn't you lips Janet and think Michael? Oh my God. The same way you would lips Julie and think Jamie. <laughs> nah, nah, but I would, I would chop, I would, I would chop Janet. Come on, let's not act like what? We're not chopping Janet now. Well, not now. She's a big woman. Yeah. 
I'm a you big st- man. You still chop it now? Ain't she like 50, son? And she doesn't look spruce. Oh, we're gonna act like we wouldn't chop a 50 year old now. Halle Berry, yeah, because she looks fantastic. Megan Good doesn't look great anymore. I saw you the other day looking like. Megan Standard. <laughs> Megan Standard. <laughs> what? Megan Standard. Do you see her, her neck like forward and bare ting? Oh, yo, Janet. She Janet. is, oh my In the level goodness. Of, you know what? I take it back, Chucky. Look at the guy. He can't, he can't believe, believe it. it. Look at his face. He can't believe it. I've got to get my other glasses. This is Go on, kiss him. Go on. Oh, she didn't no, do she it. won't do that. Yeah, she won't. And do you know what? That's why I'm not. I'm done with Justin Timberlake, you know? Look what he done to my queen. Oh, when he took out the titty? And then bust out and became white again. You're fucking out of order. <laughs> I started looking white again. Yeah. I don't like when Caucasians do that. When you do something over here, stay here. Don't do something to Johnny Jackson and then become white again. Look at what is going on, bro. That guy's a bit corny, though. A little bit Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> a little Michael B. Jordan. I'm joking, I'm joking. He's far from, man. Or is he? Huh? Who? The lady that But is she, though? I listened to Joe Budden. I just think the whole situation's a howler. I thought what Joe Budden done was a howler. Oh, Joe Budden's thing was a massive howler. But I think that the whole thing's a howler. The whole thing is a howler. The, everything about it is just things. But do you know what? Okay, let's get into that just a tiny bit for people who don't know what we're talking about. Let's not stay too onto this because this is American people's thing and I'd rather- Man, I don't really podcast. care. Yeah, but basically what happens is that she's a podcaster. I've seen some of her stuff and whatnot. She's all right. She um, usually does a, she actually was doing a podcast with Wax. Wax is, Charlemagne security and Wax is actually like he's like Savage he's like an early Savage Dan yeah amazing he says the most wildest things he doesn't have a care in the world he just says how he sees things he's hilarious yeah I don't think they do that pod anymore but she's publicly a bunch of times come out and mentioned that like she went to school with my man or whatever and he was corny yeah and then later on which was yesterday not yesterday maybe a couple of weeks ago or some shit like that years later They've seen each other on a red carpet. She's doing an interview. She interviews him. She says, oh yeah, we've known each other from way back. And he, then he mentions, oh yeah, like I'm the corny guy, right? And then she says, I was misquoted or whatever it may be. And then it's awkward for like five seconds, maybe a little bit more. She asks a question about the film and then he just carries on talking about the film, yeah? So obviously then Joe Biden went out and then said that he was embarrassing a, a black woman on, um, on uh, what do you call it? like in front of an audience, which is obviously the, the first thing is quite ironic on that because I'm sure that his opinion of Megan is not really so of her being like a super black woman like that. But that's, te- you know, technicalities. Right, cool, whatever. He also done Love and Hip Hop where he embarrassed a black woman at least once. <laughs> yeah. So he just went out and just said a whole bunch of stuff and that like that was corny and whatever else and whatnot. And for me, when I saw it, at first, when I saw that whole thing, I thought, oh yeah, that's a bit awkward. And and I had heard her talking about him being corny or whatever. But personally, I've, I, my, my, my analysis of it is, yeah, is that one, I have a feeling that maybe he might not even have said anything if she didn't say that we known each other from way back. Because in her doing that, she painted a picture like them two were cool. And she publicly went She publicly went on a podcast in front of an audience. It might not have been a massive audience, but it was an audience and said that he was corny. Might have been corny, might have not been. So him, he was just in some way highlighting, yo, I saw what you said. I saw what you said. And I think sometimes what happens is, yeah, is regardless of what when, when whether people think that he was right or wrong for doing that, I think sometimes some people do forget that, like, when you... When people say certain things to you in school, 
or you are known for a certain thing in school. Sometimes the words that people give you in school stay with you and it hurts. You're like, they... Sometimes I think people think that they could have just said whatever they wanted to say to you in school. And then as you get older, you're just supposed to just take a moral high ground. And I don't think it always works like that. And that's why sometimes for me, I always feel really bad now sometimes when I talk about things that happened back in the day. Because I'm like, you know what? That person that I used to might have taken lunch from and, and you know, I did what I did with that person, might have not, they might not be thinking about it whatsoever at all. And I might see that person and it might just be all love. But you know what? What I did could have really affected that person yeah, in a certain way. And it could have, and I could have been one of many people that tapped into an insecurity that that person had got that then ends up staying with them. For their whole life. For their whole life. And they have so, to have therapy yeah. and this, that, and the fourth, and whatever it else. So what, now, handles. now, right, cool. Things are full circled now. I'm lit. You're here doing what you're doing or whatever. And then you're going to say that we've known each other from way back. I'm just supposed to be on some moral high ground thing. Do you know what? To be honest with you, I'm surprised he didn't give her another 30 seconds of it, to be honest with you. Certain man would have. I mean. <laughs> to bits. You, you could never have done that to me. What? And then said to me, Hi, so, but the thing is, my like, do you know what? I, he's a different type of guy. But forget about his response. I think it's more about what you said. You can't say something about someone and then police the response. That right. stinks. That stinks. If you do something which is disrespectful or taps into a part of their life that they don't really want to revisit, <coughs> you have to accept everything that happens afterwards. <coughs> uh, Chucky's just getting some photos taken. Yeah, go on. I just feel like you got to accept everything that's taken afterwards. You can't police a response when no. you've started off negatively. That's just all mad. And do you know what? I didn't even know that, you know? What's that? I just heard him say, I'm the corny guy, right? Yeah, no, they knew. So she... So they really know each other or were they just... Nah, so like she had said that he was... I think what it was, yeah, they went to school together. He was known as the corny guy or people were saying that he was corny or whatever. And like one of the things that he used to do is he'd walk around with like, I don't know if it was a mugshot of his face or whatever it was, but it was something to do with acting because he was trying to pursue acting. It was evident that that's what he was trying to pursue. Yeah. But at the time, in school, everyone just thought that whatever the thing that he was trying to master, uh, manif manifest was just corny. It was just corny. But look how it turned out. No, it's the approach that's corny. It's not right. what you're trying to do. Like, this is what... Do you know what it is, yes? For me, it's this. This is another way of looking at it. I just thought to myself. He probably knew he was corny and has battled his whole life to get away from that. So when someone reminds him of it again... Because remember, he's in a new life now where no one thinks that. It just maybe hurts a little bit. Yeah. Which is fair enough. But my whole thing is this, in school I was a crybaby. If someone is goes it? to me, yeah, I'll cry baby. If someone goes to me, poet was a crybaby in school, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't respond like that. I'd be like, boy, you know, don't even bane up my thing for you know, I was a crybaby. Yeah. I have turned it into a joke because guess what? I was a crybaby in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so if you was corny and you've done corny stuff and someone brings it up, you're meant to just isolate the corny situation that they're speaking about and go, boy, but at least I'm here. And yeah. then before you know it, you move forward. Because if you know you were corny and it was a corny thing, stop pretending it never happened. Don't he be upset not, by the it. The thing is, he might not have thought what he did was corny though. But either way, irrespective of that, that's, that's he true. did. That's he true. just highlighted if she, because people, I think some people said, oh, like they should have had a conversation in private. Big man, she went on a podcast. She didn't do it in private. She didn't do it in private. Why should he do it in private? The conversation didn't get leaked. Nah. So she said what she said out loud. And then he just, she said, we known each other from way back. Yeah, I was the corny guy, right? 
Nah, nah, I didn't say that. No, you say did. you said that. Because I that's and that's yeah. another thing. That's why the whole thing just stinks. Say, yeah, it all stinks. It yeah. all stinks. Yeah, do you know? I'm it not gonna actually lie. all stinks. It was hella cooling still. It was You're cool. the guy now. You're the guy, but yeah, well, come on, like. You know what I mean? That's how you're meant to be. Come on, Maggie. Because Rich goes, I'm the, co- he goes, I'm the corny guy. I'd be like, come on, Gigi, you in school. We-. You know what yeah. I would have said it like, yeah, but you're doing fantastic now. But yeah, yeah. you were. Yeah. I would have said it so mad like that. He would have been like, he either yeah. would have walked away or continued the convo. Or joined in on the joke. Or joined in on the joke. But either way, he just kind of went with it and whatnot. You know what? And then this is the funniest thing about it was like watching Joe Biden's response on it was, if there was somebody that was going to make a big deal out of that, it would have been him. Yeah. If he if the if he was Michael B. Jordan and he was in that same situation, oh, he would have he would have definitely have had something to say, so whether it be subtly, passive aggressively, or whatever it is, he would have had something to say. And I hear it. I likely hear it. You can't like sometimes the words that you have for people in school might come back and bite you on the backside. The game is the game. We just not when you're that young. You just don't see that far ahead. It's just in your mind, it's just a joke. But sometimes the joke cuts deep and it, people hold on to it. That's just life. To be fair, he dealt with it. I think about it properly. He dealt with it kind of lit though. He dealt he with just, it great. Don't he just said, what? He just said, I'm the, I'm, I'm the corny guy, right? And then he kept it moving and then brought his brother and had a little talk. Listen, I would have, uh, they would have a little, exactly. I think I would have, I would have, I would have had some, I wouldn't have gone crazy. I would have joked, I would have made my joke. So I wouldn't, this is what I would have done. I wouldn't have shown I was upset and angry. No. But I would have, I would have had something to say with a smile. Do you get what I'm saying? I and I would have kept doing it. I wouldn't have had the conversation with her. I know my thing when I walked up <laughs> and she would have said something, I'd be like, oh, do you usually interview corn? Right. What? I'd be like, not today, darling. And I walked away. Not today, darling. I can't give you your thing. I'll give you that moment. <laughs> If you let it get to you too much, you'll end up like the people that I have on the howlers. And there are so many howlers <laughs> every week. There's new howlers. And you think to yourself, aren't you lot bored of doing these things? Now, one of the howlers, I'm going to go and stand up for my sister in the Muslim community. I'm not quite sure of her name, but I do know. I like bravery. I like when society saying boom, 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 and someone comes across and says, irrespective of that, there's a way to do it. I'm not saying that's an issue, but it's a particular thing right now that you're doing that I don't like. There is an individual on um, TikTok called Jeffrey Marsh. He, I don't care what the subject matter is, bro, is encouraging young people, children, Yeah. I saw that. Two. Turn that down, bro. Turn that down. He's encouraging children to come and have private conversations about multiple things to do with their sexuality, including sex. And he has this Patreon where he's talking to people. And it. Let me tell you something, Jeffrey Marsh. I'm not going to go too much into anything, but if you try and do that to any of my family members, I could do time quite comfortably. You're a big fucking man. Now, I can talk about it all day, but someone done it, and I think they've done it incredibly well. I won't play the whole thing. I'll play a bit of the clip right here. If you want to get more information on the clip and so on and so forth, I'll get EA Sports to put it in the actual um, description below. But this is what I will say, people. You see, when you live your life in work, children and women are the most important thing on planet Earth. You protect them at all costs. 
Jeffrey Marsh, you can't come to my hood, bro. And I don't even live in the hood. But you can't come to my ends, bro. You just can't. We'll kick you out, dog. Listen to this now. Let me start it. Okay, guys, this video is going to be a bit long. Stop telling trans people that we're inspirational. Stop telling kids to go on your Patreon and chat to you privately without their parents knowing. And then a lot of people made stitches of me saying I'm transphobic, I've done a lot of bad stuff, um, they've even attacked my scarf, my religion, a lot of bad stuff, which I don't want to go into. And these people have also said they are not talking to the kids. Okay, so I did a little bit of digging. Hi kids. Hey kids. I want to talk to the kids. Hi kids. Hey kids. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of videos of them addressing kids. Now, the main video I want to talk about. Your parents screwed up. That's too much. Jeffrey Marsh, I repeat my brother, if anyhow you try to infiltrate members of my family, don't come my area, my brother. Children and women are the most important things on planet Earth. You protect them at all costs. And Jeffrey Marsh, to me, come like the, the, the other, uh, next R. Kelly, my brother out here trying to encourage children to have conversations with him he don't even fucking well know them and one thing i want to go and check quickly is like hmm because apparently he is he has a profession where in which he actually can do this legally but are you are you with your profession are you carrying out the legal procedure to even talk to these children the answer is no in order for you to talk to a child under the age of 16 you have to have the parents consent i've looked at the i've done some research so you're actually encouraging a younger demographic of people to come and speak to you about something that you're not allowed to do. That's not safe, my brother. And I repeat, Jeffrey Marsh cannot come to my ends. Mm. That is mental, bro. Women and children need to be protected. And you've got individuals all over the world trying to do mad stuff, bro. I don't care. And I am not looking at anyone's sexual preference, their color. I don't care about none of that when it comes to the safety of children and women. We save them, irrespective of who they are. We try to look after them, we save them. Because there's a zombie apocalypse and all the men them die. World can still run with women. Mm -hmm. Couple men will be there, there's children, we running forward again. Yeah, man, breed up the place, yeah? Come on, man, but this guy now. here, I'm sorry. Sh TikTok, shut that down, bro. Patreon, shut that down. You have a man out here on these platforms doing every bro. I understand it's freedom of speech thing and all of that, but bro, protect the people that are the most vulnerable. Fam, as bold as Jeffrey Marsh wanker, bro. Prick. Where was he from? Los Angeles. Home of the weird. Everyone over there has just got issues, bro. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Everyone over there has got issues. And I'm, fam, I don't like Jeffrey Marsh, bro. I don't like him. Yeah, that is mental, bro. That is mental. I missed this. I missed this. I didn't even see. Didn't bro, even see and if you know what, watch gonna, the whole video clip. I'll have a proper look when I... When I'll I, send you the whole video clip. Put some more of it on the, on the thing as well. But you know what, guys? Like, the howl is a bit deep this week. I just don't... I don't like things like that, bro. You're encouraging young children to come and talk to you about sex. You're a big man. Hmm. you got no business talking to these kids about sex. That, that, that's their parents' job. And he's doing this on what? TikTok. And then he's encouraging people to go to his Patreon. Which is a paid fit, and then he's turned off age consent on Patreon, so he can talk to the children. Brother, what's going on, man? That is outrageous. What's he doing, bruv? That is outrageous. That is outrageous. And I don't know what he's doing once he speaks to the kids. 
It might be innocent, but let me tell you something. I'm about to chat to the picnic. It's not your picnic, dog. It's not your use. It's not your calling. I mean, you can have sex, these conversations in school or whatever, but like, I just, I can't get my head around. I can't get my head around. He's got a Patreon talking to like young people about, young kids about stuff like that. Well, he's saying, hey kids. I don't know. I don't hey know. kids, hey kids, yeah, hey nah, kids, hey kids, brother. That stinks. That stinks to bits, bro. That stinks, man. That stinks. I'm not saying that there's not young people going through situations nah, stinks, where they're bro. confused on things and so on and so forth. There's a safe procedure where you can do something where you can protect them and look after them. That's not the done way, bro. That way just felt creepy, the whole thing. And the young lady that called it out and said what she said, she got abused online. But you're he I'm here for you, darling. Because you're on the same vibe as me. I respect it. Shout out to the Muslim community every single time, fam. Very, very proud of where they are. Very, very proud of what they represent. And very, very proud to always express it at any given moment. You know that usually people's arguments are void when they start needing to go for the scarf. What are you talking about? You have no, you've got no, like when you start needing to go for the scarf, that's when you kind of know they're, they, they've lost, they've lost already. What's the scarf got to do with what she's trying to say? Stop encouraging children to come and talk to you. There's nothing wrong with me saying I that. I bet people came with so many what about stuff. What about-isms? What about-eries? And but what about this? But what about that? What about this? What about that? What about this? Yeah, forget about that. We're talking about this. Yeah? If you do a what about, I'm just going to ask you, do you care about the safety of children? Yes. Do you think that's safe? No. So what is this conversation about? Yeah. Blow up their microphones. Anyway. Shout out, filthy fellas. Shout out, everyone. Yeah, but um, that's the only highlight I got because okay. that was the, I want the center around that. But yeah, let's talk about good things as well. Go There's an artist, he's from uh, Exhibit 69, I believe. And he's got uh, these hoodies that he's made where they're alternative hoodies. I have to get one for Chucky and Man United one. Please. You can see the Arsenal badge here, it says Gunners. I'm gonna throw my hood on and show you the back. The back is sensational. J-Lo in her prime. Oh, cold. Shout out Saka. Yes, Saka. My brother, oh, Saka. Don't bend over like that. Who, me? Yeah. Is, why are you looking? You're showing me your back, bro. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just- I'm getting gym, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, man, um, shout out exhibit um, 69, Mark. You're making these hoodies. Right, I'm about to get one for Chucky. Yeah, yeah, for, get me a United one. I'm afraid you're behind the camera if you want the right, then. to stand. Um, is there anything anyone needs to know about? A-Star. Please, everyone just go, go and check A-Star. Yeah, His yeah. daily duppy is cold. I would recommend it. And he's tuned with, um, with Boost. Uh, wax on, wax off. Cold. A-Star, in fact, in fact, whenever you are or if ever you are in London, come sit on the couch with the man then. Come on. Yeah? All right, love. Thanks for listening, everyone, yeah? Nice.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.